On uh, James, James's absence, um, James has been in the pulpit, as they say, for almost 19 years. And I can never remember him missing two Sundays in a row. So he's pretty faithful. And this go-round, he has done three Sundays. So I'm really happy he's out and about. He's in the ministry, but, uh, you know, he's taking a break from work, and that's a good thing. Uh, I think in college they call that a sabbatical or something like that. So, uh, you know, busman's holiday, maybe he's down there working. But uh, a, a getaway is good. So they're on the way home, so keep them in prayer if you would. And today we're going to be in uh, 2 Kings chapter 5, taking, taking a little break from Acts. And uh, if you go there, that would be great. I'm, I'm going to pray for myself. Lord Jesus, um, just bless me as I bring the word today. Lord, it's an important thing. And Lord, uh, it's an important spiritual lesson here today. And uh, help me bring that forth, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word and your Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, it says there in five. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the sight of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. Ooh, but that sentence ends bad. Ends bad. He was a leper. But let me give you a little background on what's going on here. Syria is a major player in the area. They're kind of running the show. And they border against Israel. And it says there, you know, the Lord was using Israel or using Syria as he saw fit. And every now and then, Syria would come in and send them a little message about, don't be idolatrous. I have to send this guy in here to use my rod and my staff to comfort you. So it seemed like when Israel would get a little frisky with the other gods, Syria would come in and straighten them out. And this is a period where they had two really active, uh, on-demand, miracle um, prophets. They had Elijah and Elisha. And uh, Elijah was the heavyweight guy, uh, and he was taken up in a chariot by God. Not a bad exit. Miracles on demand. And then Elisha. Elisha said, Lord, give me, give me the double spirit that Elijah had. And he did. He did twice as many miracles as Elijah did. So that's the spiritual setting in Israel at the time. But they would still go back to these... Uh, idols, and every now and then God would run Syria in there to just kind of wake them up. You want to be with idols, uh, it's going to be a hardship for you. So Naaman is the commander of the Syrian army. He was probably third in command in that country and very powerful, and he was a mighty man of valor, but he was dying. He had leprosy. And leprosy in is a disease of the skin and it consumes you. It's a slow death and not a pretty way to go. And in the Bible, it's also a representation of sin. Sin is a slow death, not very pretty. So uh, when the scripture's talking about leprosy, you're going to see a hurting body. You're going to see a hurting soul. So let's see if we can figure out what kind of sin uh, Naaman has 
What's his spiritual leprosy? And I think it'll be pretty clear as we move through here. Um, And two, it says, and the Syrians had gone out on a raid and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife and she said to her mistress, if only my master was with the prophet in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. So this young lady was captured by the Syrians when they came in and did a raid and she was carried off. But she was not bitter. She was not upset. Uh, She was like a, a good child of God. She grew where she was planted and she cared for her master and her mistress and said, Poor, poor Naaman, he's, he's dying with this leprosy. If he was only over there in Israel and he could get in touch with Elisha, he'd help him out. He'd help him out. I'm sure he'd cure him. So that's the wish of this young girl that was captured. Isn't that a nice attitude? Wow. Carried off from her family and her culture, and still she's caring about other people. She, she, was, a godly, she was a godly gal. That's a lesson for us right there. Um, and it says in four, and Naaman went and told his master saying, thus and thus said the girl who was from the land of Israel. And the king said, and the king of Syria said, go and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, 10 changes of clothes. And then he brought the letter to the king of Israel. Uh, why, why, why so much money? He's, he's got a lot of loot with him. Remember, he comes from an idolatrous culture. And if you want anything from an idolatrous priest, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost. You know, give, give me something and I'll, I'll, I'll check it out with the gods and we'll see if we can get you healed. But first, you're going to have to throw down some shekels and then we'll petition the God. So he's going over to Israel. He doesn't understand... Uh, their God, the God Almighty, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't work for money. He works uh, out of a gracious heart, and, uh, but he's not taking any chances. He's taking a lot of loot with him in case he needs to bribe somebody. That's what that's we do it in Syria. That might be the way we do it. They do it in Israel. So he's taking a bunch of cash with him. Um, so he's got this letter from the king, too. Let's see what that letter says. Uh, the letter says, now be advised... When this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him from his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God, am I God to kill and make alive, that this man sends me a man uh, to heal him from his leprosy? Wow. Therefore, please consider how he sees to quarrel with me. This wasn't any man that came to him to be cured of leprosy. And the, and the king isn't a prophet. The king is, uh, you know, a political leader. Political leader. He doesn't do miracles, but the letter's addressed to him. And this guy that's coming is the grand commander of the Syrian army, and Israel and Syria, Syria are rubbing all the time. So this guy is going to come in and want to be healed. And the king says, 
whoa, that's not my job description. I don't do that. This is obviously a plot to go to war. I won't be able to heal him. The, king, the uh, commander of Syria is coming. He's going to bring troops. He doesn't travel alone. He's got an entourage with him. He's going to be right here in Jerusalem wanting to be healed. I can't, I can't do that. And he tore his clothes. And this got back to Elisha. In 8 it says, So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard the king of Israel had torn his clothes, and that he sent to the king saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he, w- he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. And when you read prophet there, he's saying, there's a God. There's a God. I'm, I'm God's agent. I'm doing all this from God. I don't do that on my own. But this prophet, this powerful prophet, will do what God says. And that's Elisha. So, king, don't worry about this thing. Just send him my way, and I'll handle it. God will tell me what to do. And bring him my way. So the king was very pleased to hear that, I'm sure. And he sent him to, over to Elisha's house. And Naaman went with his horses and his chariots. When you see horses and chariots in the Bible, it says power, power. Chariots, power. Military, power. Might, wealth. Israel didn't do that kind of stuff. They... They had some foot soldiers. They weren't big on chariots, didn't have a lot of horses, but their powerful neighbors did. So when you hear that, think troops, think entourage. He probably came in with at least 50 people. This is my guess of how they traveled. He had a detachment of soldiers. He had cooks. He had people to set up the camp. He had people to help dress him. He's, he's one of the grand pumas. He's, he's one of the big guys, and he's got a lot of people. He's got a lot of people with him. So he had horses and chariots, so he's, he's got this crowd traveling with him. And he stood at Elisha's door, and Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh will be restored, and you shall be clean. It's not tough. That's an easy thing to do. Just go wash in the Jordan. But Naaman became furious. And he went away and said, and and he said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hands over the place, and heal my leprosy. He sent the messenger out to to the commander of the Syrian army who doesn't like Israel very much. And he said, hey, let's go down and dip in the Jordan seven times. Have a nice day. Catch you later. And the grand commander of the army, I think he was ready to say something. Hey, Swami, you know who's out here? I got troops. I got people. I want the full treatment. Come out here. I want an incantation. I want censors. I want holy water. Whatever you do over here, I want it because I'm really sick. Don't send a hireling out here to tell me that. He's furious. He's furious. I got people out here that can blow your, your house down right now. And you send out your flunky? I said to myself, 
Surely it will come out. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So they go down and dip seven times in the Jordan River. I've never been to Israel, but I've seen pictures of the Jordan River. And it looks a lot like the turkey foot right uptown. In Desher, we have Brush Creek. And out by Pastor's house, they have Yellow Creek. And uh, I don't want to go dip in that thing seven times. Uh-uh. No, no. It's, it's not very deep. It's not very clean. Got moss in there and who knows what all. And uh, Naaman knows that. Naaman knows that. And he's thinking about back home. And in 12, he says, are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the rivers, the waters of Israel? And he's right. Those are the headwaters of the Tigris and the Euphrates River, which service what we call in the old days the Fertile Crescent. Pretty nice territory, pretty nice rivers, uh, probably clear bottoms, much better, much better. How come I can't go over there and do that? If we're talking water, let's go over there and do that. Nope, seven times in the Jordan. It's right over there. You won't have to go far. Okay, okay. So, um, it says here, uh, are they not better rivers? Could I not wash in them and become clean? So he turned away in a rage. He is unhappy with the whole situation. Gosh, I'm, I'm the commander of the army, and I'm not getting any respect. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? Answer that. Answer that. If I told you to do something great, wouldn't you do that? I think he would. I think he'd give it to old college try. The prophet came out and said, I want you to jump in the Mediterranean at Joppa. I want you to swim to Crete. And when you get over there, you say a prayer and you'll be healed. What's that lead to? What's that lead to? I did it. I'm worthy. I can do great things for my own benefit. Who needs God? I can work hard enough to do it. That's not the case. That's not the case. Are we figuring out what, uh, what Naaman's uh, spiritual leprosy is? Could be pride. It could be pride. Satan tried that in heaven. There's a description in Isaiah that talks about the beauty of Satan and all the talents he had. And Satan said, I can take over. I, you know, I'm, I'm strong. I'm, I'm beautiful. I, I have charm. I'm, I'm good with music. Uh, I'm taking over. Okay. And God said, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> and gave him the boot, you know. Told him to get out. And he was so persuasive that he took a third of the angels with him. What a used car salesman. Wow. They left too. So pride is not tolerated by God. And it's one of the overarching principles in scripture. Um, the proud will be humbled and the humble will be exalted. You're going to find that a lot of times in the Bible. And uh, we'll list another verse that kind of uh, summarizes that. So we want to work really hard to earn our salvation, to earn our salvation. 
We work hard to do a lot of things. But we're so disqualified, we're so defective, it can't be done. It can't be done. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can fix you. And that's a grand plan. And is that easy? Is that easy? Is that like going down and dipping in the Jordan seven times? It's easier. It's easier. There's another situation in the Bible. Uh, This is when Israel's on the move, going to the promised land, and they're disobedient. These people get disobedient. Golly, they're just like me. Anyway, um, they have fiery snakes that bite, bite the people, and the people are dying a slow death. And the people complain to Moses, and they say, my, my friends and my family are dying. What can we do? And Moses cried out to the Lord. And the Lord said, this is what you do. This is what you do. I want you to make a brass serpent. I want you to put it on a tall pole in the middle of the camp. And what the people need to do when they've been bitten by these snakes, go down and climb the pole and kiss it seven times. No, just look at it. Just look at that serpent and you'll be healed. Is that the easy button like from Staples? Easy, easy. Yeah, real easy. I'm sure there were people there that didn't do that. So I'm too tired. I'm, I'm too sick. I'm, I'm too something. I'm not going down there and look at the snake and they perished. That's like salvation. Jesus did all the work and he gives it to us for free. What do we have to do? We have to humble ourselves and say, your God and what you did on the cross is for us. It's faith. It's faith. It's not works. The work of God is to believe on the one that he sent. The gift is to those that don't work but believe. So Naaman, is he going to believe? Is he going to be obedient here? Is he going to get humble? We'll see. Okay. So they asked him if it was a hard thing, would you do it? Yeah, he probably would. The other question is, how much more than when he says to you, wash and be clean? Let's do the easy thing, master. Let's just try it. We're over here. We've come a long way. The Jordan's right over there. Not the prettiest river I ever saw, but he said it would work. You're dying. Why don't we take a chance here? Okay, we'll see what he does. So he went down and he dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. Now this is where the humility really, really gets fun. Really gets fun. This is the grand commander of the Syrian army and they're, they got a pretty good empire going right now. They're controlling the region. And this is the commander. What do you think the commander looks like? He's running around with his t-shirt out. He's got his cutoffs on and flip-flops. No, he's got a helmet, plumage. Those Roman helmets, how cool they are, the Ten Commandments. He's got a cape. People put it on him. He's got a cape. Under the cape, he's got a tunic. On the tunic are epaulets. They're nice. Gold braid. Little gold fringe hanging down. Makes your shoulders look about this wide. Nice visual. Nice visual. So, he's got his... Battle leader hosing on. He got that. That's got to come off. He's going down in the Jordan. He's got his leggings on. They look good too. He's the commander. He's got his high top sandals on. All got to come off. He's not going to desecrate the uniform. He's a military man. 
So how's he looking on the banks of the Jordan? Gray hair, no shoulders left, pop belly. I don't know if he's in his skimmies or not. He's got some kind of <laughs> undergarment on. Is he getting humble? He's getting real humble. He's getting real humble. So, okay, I'm, I'm going down in there. He's got an audience from back home, too. He's got troops. This is the commander, and now he's, now he's down there. He's got gray hair and a pop belly. He's got the skinny legs and the knock knees. He's got to get down to Jordan, find enough water to dip in. Okay, that's going to that's gonna be clumsy. So he's going to try it. So he goes down there and he dips one time. No action. I'm going home. I'm too embarrassed. I'm going home. Dips three times. No action. The troops aren't laughing on the outside. This, this guy is, is the commander. You don't laugh at the commander, but on the inside you're thinking, oh, this is embarrassing for him. Oh, my goodness. Dips five times. Nothing. Nothing. Six times. What's the deal, man? God? What's the deal? I'm here. I'm in. I'm embarrassed to death. I'm humble. Let's do seven. Does seven. Bam. What's it say? This is such a great scripture. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He was clean. The other night, is Mary in here? Mary, hi. You had your little guy, your little grandson, in the high chair, and I was sitting right behind you, and I looked over, and is his name Tyler? Tyler was there. He's got the cutest, cutest uh, I don't have curls, but he does, and he had that skin. He had that beautiful, how old is that guy, two? Two. Oh, man, two-year-old skin. Wouldn't you love to have it? I got ostrich skin. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd love to have that two-year-old skin. It was rosy. It was, he had peachy cheeks. This guy was leprous. He was ugly. And now he's got that two-year-old skin. I've got a three-year-old uh, grandson. His name's Levi. And I love it when he comes and sits on my lap. I touch him a lot. Oh, let me touch your arms. Let me touch your cheeks. They're so beautiful. And it's, it's nice. It's really nice. Where does that go? Darn curse anyhow. Gosh, wow. Well, that's the way Naaman looks. He was dying with leprosy. I don't think he cared that his hair was a mess. Remember when you were baptized, how your hair looked in front? Oh, there go the glasses. <laughs> Part of the curse. He didn't look very good when you were baptized. But that's part of the humility. That's part of the humility of that thing. Naaman looked a lot better. After that seven dips. So we got some faith going on here. Prompted by humility. Those two go together. Those two go together. So. Clean. Clean. The faith element of this thing is. Is that he was willing to do it. After he was humiliated. After he knew that. I'm somewhat desperate. I need to do this. I'll obey the man of God. And uh, he was clean, spiritually clean. The pride was gone. Pride was gone. I believe he's saved in this maneuver right here. Let's look at 15. 
And then he returned to the man of God. When he returned to the man of God uh, with all his aids and came and stood before him and said, Indeed, I know now that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Therefore, please take a gift uh, from your servant. And the man of God said, he replied, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. But he refused. And there's a spot in uh, Matthew 10 that says the gospel is freely given and we freely receive it. I should reverse that. We freely receive it and then we freely give it. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do is we get it for nothing. What was the price that uh, Naaman had to pay? Did he have to pay the man of God all those shekels of gold or anything? He said, no, I refuse it. No, this is from God. This is your blessing from God because of your faith. And your humility. You don't pay me for that. Uh-uh. He hauled all that stuff for, for nothing. And that makes God even more impressive. And he doesn't ask you anything for it. Jesus, Jesus paid the big price. And he's gracious to give it to us for nothing. Wow. Freely received, freely given. That's what we need to do with the information we get out of this book. And we used to sing this, this song here, and I, I think it was so fitting. Um, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. And that's from James 4. Remember when we used to sing that? When I studied this, I had that going around in my head. I said, man, that fits so well. That fits so well. Marv, come on up, would you? Yeah. Um, the guy had a fatal disease, and he came, and he was asked to do a simple thing. And he balked at.